Hey, welcome to the Art of Successful Living. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Happy Valentine's Day. Our topic today has to do with love. What does it mean to love someone? This is a question that has been asked throughout the ages and is still a mystery to us today. In John chapter 21, verses 15 through 19, which I'm not going to read. You'll have to go back and read that on your own. But in this chapter, uh, dealing with these particular verses, Jesus asked Peter if he loves him three times. Some people believe that this was a test of Peter's love for Jesus. Others believe that Jesus was just asking Peter this question as a way of showing his love for him. No matter what the reason was, this Bible passage is full of meaning for us today. So let's take a closer look at it. Peter was rash and brash, and we can count on him to do what Peter does best, being impetuous and impulsive. From wanting a full body bath from Jesus at the foot washing to striding out of the Garden of Gethsemane and cutting off the ear of Malchus to getting dressed first and then jumping in the lake to get to Jesus on the shore. Boy, we've come to expect such behavior from Peter. With this perspective in mind, it's easy to reduce the conversation between Jesus and Peter in John chapter 21 to a reinstatement of Peter's discipleship or an attempt at some kind of reconciliation for a relationship gone bad. And so it makes the most sense that this has to be the moment when Jesus forgives Peter, in particular, forgiving Peter for the ultimate foolishness and recklessness, which was denying Jesus when Jesus needed him most. Remember, because Jesus had told Peter, say, before the rooster crows, uh, you're going to deny me three times. Nowhere in the story, when they meet up in John chapter 21, does Jesus utter the words, I forgive you, because Peter hasn't done anything deserving of Jesus' forgiveness. No, the person who needs to forgive Peter, well, is Peter himself. Peter needs to forgive himself. And forgiveness is only part of the issue. Assuming it's that which is needed to fix a relationship, especially to mend this particular specific relationship. But in this case, a little more digging and some careful study reveals that what Peter needs is to accept what Jesus needs him to be. So he needs to forgive himself. And then Peter needs to accept who Jesus needs him to be. If we reread of Peter's denial in John, um, it exposes his true rejection. That is of his own identity. The question asked of Peter is not 
as it is in the synoptic gospels. Remember in the in the the synoptic gospels they said, "Do you know the man?" To which Peter responds, "I don't know the man." But rather in the fourth gospel, the gospel of John, the inquiry posed to Peter is, "Aren't you one of his disciples?" And remember Peter's response is, "I am not." As a result, the conversation between Jesus and Peter should take on a completely different meaning. Jesus does not blame or shame Peter. Jesus does not ask for Peter's repentance. Jesus asks three times, Peter, do you love me? Not to remind Peter of his threefold denial or to test him or to trap him. Instead, Jesus, is he tries to reaffirm who Peter needs to be. You got to get this. Go back and read that that scripture. Because remember, he says, uh, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Tend my sheep. Jesus reaffirms who Peter needs to be. The disciple Jesus needs him to be. And Jesus needs Peter to be the shepherd. You know, we play it safe around a lot of people in our lives, pretending and rightly so. Not everyone deserves our truth. Not everyone can be trusted with our truth. Truth. And If this is the way we feel with people in our lives, even those closest to us, I suspect the same would be true of our relationship with Jesus. Our first thought about Peter when it comes to the decision he had to make around that charcoal fire is that he was terrified of what would happen to Jesus. And then what, of course, what would happen to him? Of course, Jesus had yet to be crucified. So maybe Peter was unwilling to admit his identity because he wasn't ready yet. Not that you can ever be ready really when, you know, God calls you. Maybe Peter couldn't affirm his identity because that garden situation was too fresh in his mind, too painful, too personal. Maybe Peter was not able to say, I am, because he just couldn't believe it himself. So I wonder when, not if, we have felt the same way. We just can't imagine that Jesus would commend us with being a shepherd when he can no longer be. Because remember, Jesus is going to ascend into heaven. We cannot believe that Jesus would trust us with making John chapter 10, verse 16 come true. I have other sheep that are not of this fold. We cannot believe that Jesus could believe in us. And so Jesus shows up on that shore. Host a meal, tells um, Peter, and and actually it tells us, I believe in you. I know who you are and I love you. Yes, you 
are exactly the disciple I need, the disciple the world needs for God to the world. When you pour over John this week, this particular uh chapter and verse when you pour over John chapter 21 um verses 15 or you can start with 14 14 14 through 21 this week every time you encounter the verb love God has given us a gift of love you see that verb love do you love me Well, God has given us a gift of love. Jesus urges us to commit ourselves to that reality and all it entails that God loves us. He wants us to commit ourselves to that. Jesus Christ asked Peter if he loves him. This question reflects Peter's love and devotion for Christ because Remember, Peter responds with, you know, you know that I love you. And he says, I love you. You know, Peter tells him, you know, he responds to Jesus and he answers and he tells him that he loves him. Peter recognized that his own love for Christ was only a reflection of Christ's boundless love for him and for all people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16. And Christ's response to Peter reaffirms not just Peter's trust in God, but also our own faith that God truly does love us. Because all that had happened to Peter, here is Christ coming to him. Here is Christ talking to him. He could have just, you know, bypassed the dude and said, you know, you denied me. I'm going to forget about you. I'm going to deny you. I'm going to act like I don't even know you. But that's not what Jesus does because God truly loves us. No matter what challenges we face or how much doubt we may struggle with, we can rest assured that God is there loving and supporting us always. Let us continue to place our trust in the Lord and allow his profound love for us to guide our actions each day. After all, as Peter will go on to write in his letter to the church in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, it is only through God's great love that we can do anything, no matter how impossible it may seem. So let us continue living each day with an unwavering commitment to putting others first and letting the goodness of God shine through us always. Because now, once we have accepted Christ and his love, the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts for us to let that love shine through us. For through faith and love alone are we made truly strong. I find it difficult sometimes to grasp and and open myself up to the kind of love that John gospel celebrates. 
a love that originates in God, directed toward the whole world. For one thing, the world that Jesus describes in John is is so undeserving that God would give his only son. But this love um, is just not, it, it's not um, a fake love. It's, it's, it's not a phony love. It's a, it's a sacrificial, unconditional love. And this love, you know, tells us um, because it's so hard to believe that God's love will be able to make a difference and really draw people out into the warm daylight of divine embrace. The love of God, this love that I'm talking about, it doesn't promise to end suffering. Love instead carves out a sanctuary amid the distress. Whatever we're going through, we have to remember that God loves us. The love of God means blessing and belonging. We belong. Even when the world around us chooses the way of death and self-interest. More to the point, the love of God is magnetic. It will draw you out and draw you in draw you out of the world and into the family of God. The goal of this podcast is to influence Christian believers to lead successful or more successful Christian lives as we reflect on the love of God and the word of God. Join us every Wednesday and click that subscribe button so you can be notified when the next podcast comes out. While you at it, spread the news to your family and friends to check out this podcast. Until next time, all my kings and queens, be blessed.